Good morning. Happy Tuesday. I'm so excited and welcome back to this, that, and coffee with Eliza. This is episode seven and it is a very touchy, triggering episode just in case you need any type of warnings. It does talk about gunpoint. Um, I want you to be aware if you're listening to this in the car with the kids or if you have any um, triggering points about guns. I'm so excited to be going over this because it's helping me move forward and accomplish a fear of mine. So welcome back to the Positive Motivational Mama Hustling podcast that you didn't know you needed. Go and grab that coffee and come listen in. Per usual, I like to get out hot topics that had happened over the last time I recorded and this time, and then hot topics in our home, meaning like things that happen big with us. So I'm, I kind of just want to go over this. So let's just lay this to bed. I, I, as a mother, I am so, God, I don't even know a word to express, but relieved, I guess, that Armad Aubrey's killers were convicted. You guys, this, I just, I just, I didn't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand their logic. I don't understand what they thought he was doing. I don't understand it. They're, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I am screaming because let's talk about this. There are many times when I was younger that my parents would go look at houses and if there was an open track home that was semi-built, we would all freaking get down and walk around and look inside. We never took anything, never touched anything. We were watching our steps. We were careful not to step on nails. There's so many things to it. But curiosity, curiosity literally killed the cat, you guys. All he wanted to do was walk in there and look. I've done it. I remember being on a family trip with Steve's family and him and his dad and his brother and my my brother-in-laws went into a home that was structurally built with no doors and they walked right in because they were curious. Because they were curious. So I, not that this would ever do their family any justice, and I'm sure they would 100% want him back. But at least this helps relieve the mom of those killers being out there. They are freaking murderers. Like, I just can't. I'm so happy. And I'm glad that the judge was a good and honest judge because... That poor mother, you guys, that poor mother, mothers all across the world, this was just something that I I got happy tears in my eyes when I heard the verdict of this just because it was deserved. It wasn't, oh, it was an accident or, oh, it was self-defense. No, you killed him. You all killed him. You had intent when you were literally chasing him down. And this just makes my heart that much happy that there are not murderers walking around thinking there's some type of police doing some type of police work when this boy was just legit curious. I'm not going to get mad about it. I prayed for that mom and I'm thankful that she absolutely gets justice today. 
that makes me happy. So when I wrote this, this was 2-22-22, and I have manifested so many things, and I have wished and dreamed, and, and I wanted to be able to share something with you that I wanted to overcome for a really long time, and it actually happened to be on this date that I overcame it. And for some people, it may sound silly, but for others, it's serious. Um, that's exactly the topic that we're going to go into now. And I just want to get right into it because this is six pages back in front of handwritten. So let's get to it, guys. Guys, I want to come talk to you again about jaded skin. I'm so excited and I'm glad Hannah doesn't listen to this because I have booked her a facial for her birthday. Right now, jaded skin just added a luxury facial that is 80 minutes long with an add-on of cryotherapy. This is legit bomb. Her videos make me want to fall asleep. And if you message her or DM her on Instagram and use coffee10, you will get $10 off your facial. Do not sleep on this code, guys. It is the best self-care, self-love you will ever give yourself and girl, you deserve it. So go ahead and hit up Jaded Skin on Instagram and don't forget to use code COFFEE10. So today I want to talk about a subject that's very um, sensitive to me. Um, it's very touchy to me. It's something that I, for a really long time and still now, I'm getting comfortable with. I used to work at a video game store near Cal State San Bernardino and I had worked there probably for seven months and I didn't know anything about video games. I applied to the job. It was right out of high school. I was like, okay, let me try to do this while taking some college classes. And I ended up getting the position, which I was like, cool, okay, now I got to learn about these video games, which I did. <laughs> and I was super surprised at myself. And the environment was cool. Like, even though I didn't know anything about it, I got to learn a lot about computer games and you know, Playstations and Xboxes and Wiis and all these different consoles. So I, I thought it was a good starting point, especially because it was only about five, literally five minutes from my parents' house, which I, where I lived at the time. And so I thought it was a good start for me. So I work there and during the time that I work there, I actually got pregnant with baby Steve. And I was working there. My mornings were crazy with morning sickness. My nights were crazy with nighttime sickness. I literally needed to work like a mid-shift because I was over the morning sickness. And then to, to literally come 8 o'clock, I was throwing up again. Um, he put me through the ringer for sure. It wasn't long after getting this job that Steve and I had moved out to our own apartment. And this was the first time him and I had been on our own. We were young adults making our way through the first years of our relationship. And at this point, we were already engaged and we were planning a wedding. And not too long after we moved out, we found out we were pregnant with baby Steve. I was still at the game store and I had continued to work there throughout my entire pregnancy with Steve. Um, Big Steve was in paramedic school. And so I pulled most of the weight working there while he was part-time, which you guys, 
<laughs> During that time, our rent was only $460. i will never forget that. We lived in a one-bedroom, one-bathroom. Um, if you know the area, it was up on 40th and Sierra Way. It was up that way. And literally $460 was our rent. I... When I had graduated, my dad bought me a car and was like, here's your car. Congratulations. It was nothing new, nothing fancy, but literally it worked. And it was such a cute little Corolla. Um, and I would pay my dad monthly and for my car and my insurance. And so my bills totaled like, you know, $700 a month, including everything, cell phone and everything. And I was pulling majority of that weight while Steve was pulling the groceries and the eating out fun while he was in school. And we made it work. I mean, working at a retail pretty much store and him working part time and then going to school full time. You guys, we manage. Nowadays, you cannot do that shit. So when we moved out, long not long after, I found out I was pregnant. And so... I spent a lot of the time by myself because Steve was working and then in school. So me and my cousin took up a great relationship. And let me tell you, when Midnight Cravings came, she did not pass up. We were <laughs> we were in Baker's drive through faster than a hotcake. Like, she would take me. I spent a lot of time at her apartment. Her husband at the time worked nights. And we got a really close relationship. And I just loved always being around her. And I don't have sisters, so this was a good time for me. And we bonded. We pretty much did everything together. And it felt really nice to have somebody there during my pregnancy. Not that Steve wasn't, but we needed to focus on his career at the time. So at this point, I was about three months pregnant and I was working at the video game store and it was a night shift. And at that time I was working with my boss. When we closed down the video game store, you had to work with two people and that way the other person could check the drawer count and the receipt count to make sure everything added up and the money and the transactions added up. We were literally probably 10 minutes before closing and in walked these three guys with ski masks, holding guns, and held me and my manager at gunpoint. And I looked at my boss, and my boss simply told me, just do whatever they ask. Guys, I want to bring you an ad, oh my god, from Pretty Platters. I have legit probably four orders in the works with her right now. Easter is coming. You guys, Easter is coming and Pretty Platters does beautiful charcuterie spreads or boxes. I think it's great when you're going to uh, somebody's house, even if it's a relative, to always take something to be hospitable. And Pretty Platters has some of the cutest Easter boxes. Not only that, she can make date night boxes. She can make birthday boxes. If you hit her up at Insta on Instagram at Pretty Platters and use Coffee 10, you will get $10 off your your total purchase. These do not fail anybody. They are absolutely amazing, always fresh, and you can even include delivery or a bottle of wine or champagne for an added cost. Do not forget to hit up Pretty Platters on Instagram and use code COFFEE10. I was dead in my shoes. I was dead where I stood. I was petrified and I had never really been around guns at all in my life. And now I'm seeing one pointed in my face 
it is a thought I wouldn't, it was, I never, it never even crossed my mind. It was something that I never thought would happen. Um, I never even seen like, or experienced guns and all of a sudden, boom, it was in my face. One guy was standing by the door guarding it. One guy had a gun on my manager and one guy had a gun on me. He literally was right over the counter. It was super close to my face. And he looked at me and told me to open the drawer and to get the money. And at this point, we were not taught to open the drawer to get the money. There was no reason for us to open the drawer and get money. At this point, he was pissed. I kept saying, I don't know how, I don't know how. He was yelling at me to hurry up and to give him the cash. The guy who was pointing and demanding for me to do that just gave up and was like, go in the back room. And I looked at my manager and he just said, just go and do what they ask. Everything will be okay. I could not even function. I don't even know how my foot, like one foot went in front of the other. I don't even know. So I started crying and I for sure thought, you guys, trigger warning right here. If you have kids in the car or if any violence or any type of um, unwanted sexual things trigger you, please know to skip over about 15 seconds. So I started crying and I for sure thought he was going to rape me and I thought he was going to kill me. He literally was standing behind me with the gun pointed at the back of my head. When I went into the door, the back room, the door was a swing door. So it normally swung closed. And when we closed the store, we actually put a PlayStation there to prop it open. And that's what I did because I was terrified if I closed that door that he would have full range. I don't know. So I propped it open and he gave me a black trash bag and he said, fill it up with the most expensive things you have. And I did with no questions asked. I, a three, I mean, you couldn't tell I was pregnant, but anything I could carry, I put in there. In our back room, we had a safe, but it was a small safe. It wasn't big. And to be honest, I don't even know if he knew it was there because he never asked for me to open the safe. He never asked for me to get anything out of it. I was kind of pushed underneath our desk where we would kind of take lunch breaks and stuff like that. I for sure thought, if I do this, he's going to leave me alone. He sounded like a kid. And mind you, I'm 18. So maybe 19, I think. Actually 19. He sounded young, as young as me. And all I could see were his eyes through the ski mask. I could tell his nationality. Um, I could tell, you know, with him pointing the gun that he felt comfortable with it. He kind of like, imagine holding a gun, like your fingers like a gun, and kind of moving it around like a hurry up gesture or, gesture or pointing this in the bag. Like he, he had no gun, like... Um, what do you call that? Damn. He had no gun safety, no gun. Like it was just the, it was pointing everywhere. Um, I filled it up as much as I could. And when he yelled at me, that's it, that's it. He like took the bag from me and held it over the shelves in the back. And in the back, we had all the games in the cases in the front of the store. There are no games in the cases in case somebody steals it. 
So in the back, we would, when somebody would ask for a game, we had shelves and shelves of games in cases. He dragged the bag over to the shelves and kind of like cleared the shelf with his hand, more or less his elbow because his gun was in his hand. And he just cleared it and whatever fell into the bag, fell into the bag. And at this point, the guy near the door was yelling, we gotta go, we gotta fucking go, like, let's go. Um, and my manager had emptied out both registers. The, I don't even know how these kids ran away with that bag. It was heavy. I couldn't lift it. I had to drag it on the floor. Um, but they did it. They managed because nothing was left inside. Uh, after I got out of the back room, he ran out of the back room. Um, I rem- it's so hard to remember these things. One, I wasn't in the, the front part of the store. And two, I feel like you block out things that make you have so much trauma. Um, he never touched me and I'm very thankful for that. I couldn't tell you if the gun was loaded or not loaded. I couldn't tell you if it was real or spray painted. I had never seen one. So I don't know. All I remember is him dragging the bag out. Um, they ran across university and there was apartments over there and we don't know where they went. As soon as they left, I heard my manager locking both doors because we had two doors, one that came in from the street side and one that came in the front. And I heard them both locking doors and he's like, you can come out, they're gone. And I literally remember falling to the floor against the door and just crying, thinking I was going to die or he was going to rape me. I didn't, or he was going to do something. I didn't know. And that's the scary part is you never know in those situations how you're going to react and you never know what you're going to feel or how it's going to make you feel until it happens. Matt came over to me and he knelt down while he was on the phone with 911 and said, are you okay? Did they hurt you? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I I just want to go home. And he, I remember him telling the dispatcher, hi, we were just held up at gunpoint by three young thugs. <laughs> he was an older white guy. He said three young thugs. He gave him the store address. He said, there's two employees. We locked ourselves inside. Um, we haven't touched anything. Can you please come? The two kids in the front of the store with Matt were not wearing gloves. The kid in the back with me had one glove on the gun, but the other hand was not gloved. So we didn't touch anything. Um, we just sat there and waited for the cops to come. And then they took our police reports. And from that day forward, I never wanted to see a gun in my life. After the cops came and took our statement and our best descriptions of the guys, which was literally black hoodies, black jeans, black tennis shoes, and a ski mask. And I can tell that one guy was this nationality. And that was all I could give them. I literally only focused on the guy standing in front of me with the gun either in front of my face or behind my head as we were walking to the back room I did not pay attention to the other two guys I didn't care about the other two guys I just didn't want this guy to touch me I didn't want the gun to touch me 
After this, I ended up calling my mom and dad immediately. I called Steve immediately. Um, they all came down to the store. I ended up staying at my parents for a couple days after that until Steve came home. And when Steve was home, I would stay home with Steve. But when Steve was working, I stayed with my mom for those days um, because it just scared me. I don't know. You know, you don't know these people. You don't know. Obviously, they knew what time our store closed. Obviously, they knew how many employees we had because they had three guys. And, you know, I would like to say, in my opinion, that they probably shopped there before. That, you know, they they knew that we had a back room. They knew we kept the stuff in the back room. So, they were smart enough to be able to ask for the stuff in the back room. Um, so, I ended up taking two weeks off after this. I was just frazzled. I didn't want to work there anymore. When I went back, um, the district manager came and talked to me and asked if there was anything he can do. And I told him I just wanted to quit. And he said, well, what if we offer you a job at a different location in a mall? Guys, I want to talk to you about Sweaty. Oh my gosh, they have some of my favorite sweat balm. I put it legit all over my body anytime I'm going to go hiking, anytime I'm going to the gym. Not to mention their booty bands are slip grip so they do not slip when you're actually doing a workout. I freaking love them and they have waist trainer belts which is something that I do when I'm at home on the treadmill and I know I'm going to get a good, you know, incline walk in. I literally put the sweat balm all over my middle section, my back, my stomach, and my inner thighs, everywhere. I put my training um, belt on and boom, you guys, it is so gross when I take that thing off. Steve gets so disgusted. But to literally lose inches, those toxins in that water weight is 100% worth it. If you check out Sweaty on Instagram and use code COFFEE15, you will receive 15% off your entire purchase. I take no offense to this. If y'all want to send me some sweat balm, I am running out. Do a girl a favor and get some for yourself and me. Do not forget to use COFFEE15 for 15% off. Knowing that I could work in a mall and just have a transfer made me feel a lot more safer. I mean, mind you, this was 2006, maybe even five, no, six. No, maybe five. Anyways, it was back then when shootings weren't like all that common in malls or public places. I felt like nobody could come in with guns blazing because that's how it felt to me. You know, all black, ski mask. It made me feel a ton safer and I was actually grateful for the opportunity. So after my two weeks, I ended up starting over there. Um, same job, same everything. Um, I was called a key holder, which means I was not the manager or the assistant, but I was right underneath that. Actually, a month after I got there, I ended up being promoted and I don't, I don't know if they felt bad or guilty or I don't know what was happening. At this point, I had been with a job probably a year. So I knew what I was doing. Um, 
And I felt a lot more comfortable being in such a public place versus I was in a strip mall. We were on a corner. We had two accesses of entry. Like it was, there was a lot to it. So I ended up finishing my pregnancy there with baby Steve. Um, after I gave birth, I took, you know, the eight weeks off. Do not laugh at me. This is a whole nother story. When baby Steve was four months old, I actually ended up being pregnant with Aiden. So I had a four month old and I was eight weeks pregnant, but that is a story for another day. So I did not go back to EB games. I ended up putting my two week notice, um, childcare and Steve had graduated paramedic program two days after I had had baby Steve. So he was taking a pay increase. Um, I was on FMLA at the time and we kind of were still making it work. There was no point for us to pay somebody to watch baby Steve when that's all the money that I was ma making. So why not just take the hit, budget down and hunker down a little bit more and be able to watch and raise my own kid, which I felt super comfortable with. But overall, this has like, this has taught me so much. Um, I now know how I'll react. I now know how how it feels. And that's a shitty thing to say because I never want anybody to have that feeling. After this incident, I mean, there was so many shootings. It took me a really long time to go to the movies. It took me a really long time to be comfortable, like, not watching over my back all the time. Um, I never wanted to touch a gun. I never wanted to see one. I didn't want to be around it. Now, on TV, of course, we watched all kinds of things. And I'm a crime freak, so, you know, I hear about home invasions and blah, 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 like, all those things scared me. I'm thankful that nothing happened to me because had something happened to me, it would have happened to baby Steve too. And we could be in a totally different position from where we are now or maybe not even here. I could have, you know, had so much trauma that, you know, from forcings or things like that, that could have changed the person I am today. So I, I thank God every day for watching out for me and for him. But I want to talk about overcoming my fear. Um, all of you guys know what happened to me. If you listen, what happened to me in Walmart. I could have touched that guy. I could have backfisted that guy. He was so close. Like my arm length reach is not that big. And he was close enough for me to be able to touch him. Little things like that have been scaring me. Um, and I need not to be scared. I need to be aware and I need to be ready. I need to always keep myself aware and ready. I think this is an important topic and subject, which again is on the list for another podcast, but you have to pay attention to your surroundings, no matter where you are, what you're doing, who you're with, just because that is the world we live in today. So I had been manifesting to get over this fear about a couple months ago, Steve bought a gun and I get heebie-jeebies looking at it. I get the chills looking at it. I don't want to touch it. Ooh, I just got them right now. I don't want to touch it. I don't just put it away. I just put it away. And he said, well, how are you supposed to defend yourself if something were to happen, if somebody were to come in the home? And that stopped me in my tracks yet again. I think I'm crazy. I think I'll jump over the freaking banister like Tarzan and Jane and attack you. 
and yell some obscenities. I don't even know what will come out of my mouth because you'll do anything to protect your kids, right? But if they got a gun and they shoot you, you're dead and then what? So I told myself I need to learn. There's a lady who lives on my street who has been wanting to teach me gun safety and handling and pistol whipping self-defense tactics for a really long time. She has literally taught every person on my street, all the females on my street. Um, We live in a little bit of an older community, so Steve and I are the youngest by far. Oh no, we have a new couple, so they're probably our age, but all the other couples are older and she has taught everybody. And after Walmart and after just reliving fear, because one traumatic incident brings up a lot of fear, um, I decided I was going to learn. So I actually took my first class with her. I cried a shit ton. I'm not going to lie. Seeing the guns is scary. It took me about 45 minutes standing in front of the gun to actually pick it up. Um, but I did. And now I'm ready for our next class and now I'm ready to move forward. And I will tell you right now, I will never be fearful again. I'm actually going to work on my CCW and I feel comfortable holding one of the guns that she had. It fits in my hand. Good. She said we're a perfect match. So, um, I'm learning and I'm not going to allow fear to hold me back from things that I want to do and be in public places because I do have a lot of issues. I won't sit with my back facing a door or a window. Um, I may can hold my hand the whole time and you know, she's going to be 10 and she gets frustrated with me. I don't go out when it's dark. Um, I'm not a worry word, but I'm paranoid, I think. And I think with the world we live in today, you have to be. I always make the excuse to watch any movie at home. Um, one, it's cheaper. And that is not, that is the truth. It is cheaper to watch a movie at home on Disney or I don't know, wherever you buy movies, it's cheaper. I buy our snacks. We come home. We're comfortable. We're in pajamas. Like I'm at that age where home is where I want to be. So I just want to be home. It's nice to get out and go out, but I would want to be home. Um, I've become more of an introvert than an extrovert this last couple years. I've become more to myself and I analyze a lot of things and I probably look creepy when I look at people. Um, but you can never judge somebody on their past about how they feel towards their future. My sister-in-law takes, you know, goes to the, the shooting range. Steve has taken baby Steve to the shooting range. I'm not there yet, but I will be. And that's something that makes me proud. And Overcoming a fear is something that's big and should be not celebrated but recognized. And I'm doing that here with you. I think that past traumas can be affecting to your whole entire life. This is a trauma that was probably 15 minutes long that has lived within me for almost a decade. And that's a lot. That's a lot. And happening so young, I think it makes you second guess everything. Everything. You know, I even going to Disneyland, I know they do the metal detector thing. I know they check in your bag. But if people could bring beer, I know people who bring beer. I know you can sneak other things in there. 
it's supposed to be a safe and happy place, but God forbid something happen and I'm not prepared. That terrifies me. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be on a road where I feel like I can hundred percent protect myself. Once I, once I get my CCW, I will always carry. I don't care where I'm at. I will always freaking carry. And that makes me feel proud. And that makes me feel good. I want to thank you guys for listening. Leave me a rating and enjoy your coffee.